0: Let's run with that. Okay. And um, I, if it looks like if he gets back to me by the end of the episode and it looks like he can't, then um, we'll figure out an alternative. Sounds good. Okay.
1: I am recording. Everything is recording.
0: I am recording as well. Let's hope my internet doesn't crap out. I just saw like a light
1: blink in my house and was like, oh, Yeah. It's yeah, it, it's a storming out, so that makes
0: sense. Yeah, there was even thunder and lightning before.
1: Yeah, I saw like one lightning strike earlier, and I'm thinking they're supposed to be more like late tonight, like in yeah. the a.m.
0: I feel like you and I saw the same lightnings, like yeah, one bolt I, of lightning and then it started pouring rain. Yeah. Yes, that was pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. It ripped open the sky. Exactly. Very dramatic.
1: All right. Um,
0: I will have to thank Paul if I get this agent, because I definitely name dropped him. <laughs>
1: That's what this town is built on. I know. Like I fully like
0: name drop. Ryan. One hundred percent. What all this call was like? Yeah, I got all these on my own. Look at how a go getter I am. Don't you want me? Cause yeah.
1: Because that's I me. All trying to get a job right you. now, so yeah. I know what you mean by that.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: Okey doke. rain
0: stick background. I feel like I'm in the Nature Company.
1: <laughs> nature Company. Okay. <clears throat> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Disaster Girls. Here I am, your co-host, Jordan Cruciola.
0: And it's me, Amanda Smith, and also maybe rain. I don't know. if I'm just going to put that out there. If you hear a light noise in the background, it's because it is raining so hard in my apartment. Yeah, there is <laughs> in not a Amanda's single... apartment. Specifically in my apartment, there's not a single room that I can go to, and it does not sound like I'm inside of a rain stick. So, you know, we got some ambient noise as Los Angeles experiences rare weather.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm thrilled for it as an Oregonian. I'm thrilled for it as a drought-stricken uh, California transplant. And I went for a hike in the rain today. It was fantastic. Oh, wow, that's... I that went up a- into the mist around Griffith Observatory. And it nobody up there except me and two other girls who were definitely just in, like, sweatshirts and sweatpants. So had to run back to their car. Like, they knew what they were getting yeah. into. But they're, I was at least in, like... Some athleisure pants and a rainproof jacket. They were, they were wearing sponges, so they no, had just, to get out of it.
0: You and the drifters up there, Jeez, <laughs> Jordan. It was great. It I was great. I, it, I'm sure it was. As somebody who watches a tremendous amount of horror movies, I'm sure you felt very comfortable in that setting.
1: There was a lot of space and opportunity for things to go wrong. Of course, yeah, there's
0: so much. Oh just my god,
1: alone up in there in the mist. It was in the, like, you could barely see the tree, like, even the, I thought they would gate off that little um, walkway around the observatory where you can walk Uh through those arches. I was open. And uh, you could barely see the trees below because the the fog up there was so thick. It was great stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, because I grew up in the hills and I always, like, it was magical when the fog or the clouds would set in so low that you couldn't see anything. It was like, yeah. It was the closest that I got to ever experiencing, like, this is weather. This is adventure. <laughs> to experiencing so, Lord of the Rings. Essentially, yeah. Well, I yeah was a like quest, a, little, a fellowship. I was like a little hobbit.
1: <laughs> um, Today, we were talking about something very different than yeah. Middle Earth and Hobbits. We're talking about fucking ice, ice- spiders.
0: And I as, gotta say... As monumental a text, honestly, as anything that jr tolkien ever wrote
1: i had a blast with ice spiders i might go so far as to say i love ice spiders
0: yeah i well the spiders the density of spiders and the endearing quality did you pick a favorite spider because i got a favorite spider real fast and i was before for her i
1: could i didn't pick a favorite i was i loved every spider who jumped on a person yeah i loved every spider who jumped out of nowhere who jumped out of snow mm-hmm. jumped up at skiers performing aerial moves yeah just ran at them and tackled them on the bunny slope at the ski resort these spider attacks in this movie yeah. are
0: so good
1: there's such a density
0: of and spider attacks gory mm-hmm. this movie is gory yeah yeah no there's entrails there's a lot of entrails A lot of spiders love an entrail, apparently left behind a lot of entrails. Yeah. Well, you know, you're going to have to clean it out. It's too much work. They're not going to do all that.
1: And I I thought the the, it's a it's we 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 have an utterly useless opening where we are framing this movie around a group of like Olympic hopeful skiers. Yes. Are on their way to just like train hard at this resort in Utah and then that never matters again yeah I that never we don't need that to know that we could have learned any other way that Patrick Muldoon's character is -hmm. like a former skiing titan and then of course injury dashed his title and and championship and metal
0: dreams dash because that's also his name that is
1: that is his name excuse me his name is dash his name is dash just and he is patrick Muldoon. and we do we could have i mean this movie's 90 minutes and it didn't feel long to me but it was funny to me that we could have shaved off at least 10 minutes yeah 15 taking out the skiers we don't need to know about at all they could have been random resort denizens
0: yeah, they it's weird because we, you know, narratively, like we meet them, they're kind of our entry point into this movie. and then we meet our hero Dash, who is, again, a former, you know Olympic hopeful who's had a, a bad leg injury and no longer can ski or but he can ski, but like he's not Olympic skier. But we spend a lot of time like learning the dynamics of this group of skiing teens who we never actually encounter them skiing ever. Well, we, no- we get
1: the one race between yeah. the hotshot kid and Dash yeah, because the hotshot kid's going to prove that he's better than Dash. And and we don't really even because like it seems like the thing we're supposed to learn from that race down the mountain is like the kid does something reckless and Dash is like, you should not do that. Otherwise, you're yeah. going to kill your metal dreams like I did. But that it that sets up one would think that later that kid's going to get in a wreck of some kind he's gonna get in a skiing uh-huh. accident and hurt himself he doesn't or that dash will have to break his own rule and do something extremely reckless which like he doesn't seem to he he, he does, just seems the movie, to ski
0: the movie wants us to think that he is making in his in his the the like climactic so of course just like with um dino was it dino shark where we got <laughs> to have a climactic jet <laughs> ski, um, a jet sea ski se- sequence. Mm-hmm. Here we've got like a climactic, um, a climactic skiing sequence, and where essentially Dash is trying to lead, lead the, the remaining spiders into yes. a half pipe, and the where thing they is- will eat.
1: There they will be court. They will be greeted by their food supply, mm-hmm. their hormone jacked up food supply. And And then then captured and secured. Yes, the evil scientist is like, we cannot kill them, do not kill them. We will capture them uh, because they are important to research. So we're just going to trap them in little nets.
0: Yes, but Dash has other plans. But the, yeah, so Dash like does the skiing downhill, like it's supposed to be action-packed skiing downhill, holding a flare. But the problem is that the spiders are never, ever, ever within 30 yards of him. They're very far. They're so far behind him, which... I had a brief moment. I was like, well, that must be for his safety. Cause you know, it's like when you're acting with real spiders like that, they can't get too close. They can't be controlled. Can't get
1: too close. No, that's
0: dangerous. Yeah. Can't do that to the actors. Can't do that to the actors. Like, you know, it's like in that shot of Indiana Jones, when you can see the reflection of the glass, when he's face to face with a Python, when you're dealing <laughs> yeah. with actual giant spiders, you just have to have certain precautions. But also it does, there is a weird, this movie has that weird sort of glacial pacing where nothing is done with true urgency right that all disaster movies that are on made for like most made for tv disaster movies have where you're just like "Eh, could anyone move a little bit faster here pretty much yeah yeah but it doesn't matter in this movie because we get so much there's six spiders Mm -hmm. and they wreak havoc pretty much continuously through the like there is not a lot of there they they don't they they aren't stingy with the spiders and no. Really and the the, the effects lot. are
1: terrible. Garbage. Man, but- I am so glad they just committed anyway. Yeah. Like that was the right. That was the solution. Like we don't have the money to make this look better, but we're going all in. And that's what they did. And it was great
0: that's the thing it's not you're there's not going to be a world in which these movies are ever going to have good looking special effects so just give us more of it just give us more you don't go to cracker barrel for tasting plates you go to cracker barrel for absurdly sized portions of absolute crap yeah and you eat it anyway and that's what you got to give us with these and they do that so well here um my personal favorite uh spider was the green spider Is that the jumping? Because if if, she did, the jumping spider is the best. I decided she was a girl. And yes, she was the jumping. She was the one who there's that scared goes off the jump and then she pops out of nowhere and just eats him out of thin air. Amazing work on this. Amazing. She also, of course, was the one who went down the chimney. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. She went down the chimney. And when I first fell in love with her, though, was her first kill, which, of course, was the the slow Yeah, where she set a trap. Yeah, because she was like, "I'm gonna work smarter, not harder. I'm gonna chase <laughs> yeah. this man down. I'm just gonna leave a <clears throat> sticky bit here, and then I'm yeah. gonna trap his foot." And that's what she did. Because yes. she had and a just plan. like, and so like almost tauntingly fully,
1: slowly is like yeah. pulling the web like in
0: on two legs using it, her front legs to pull uh, Yeah. by the way as somebody who does not like spider legs this movie does not bother me because yeah. the spiders look so ridiculous and they aren't they really do almost the legs work like arms sometimes yeah so i was like no 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 that's just a person in- with eight arms it's fine
1: i also i love that we the we the one appearance that we get of something resembling real looking spider legs is in yeah. the very end they trapped a spider <laughs> in a box like a cage box yeah. and there are just like legs like costumey yeah. spider legs just like with like hairs and like they are actually practical someone is in there move them around
0: so we I do get gonna, one shot of no, like we get hey guys a couple of
1: shots we, well yeah we we get there's one the school scene. bus sequence oh that's right the school bus sequence the school bus, well.
0: that's why i started laughing because i thought you were going to reference the school bus sequence which is the one time where these the the skiing teens were actually useful where they like all run to the school bus to try and escape and then of course they're trapped by a spider and then they decide to make a break for it through a brilliant plan, which involves trapping the spider's leg inside of the school bus uh, folding doors while they go out the back. Yep. Brilliant work. Loved it, but particularly loved that they kept cutting to the shots of the practical effect. Yep. Like it. It looks so. I, it looks like the front, like the tip of its leg, is made <laughs> out of sort of like a pleather material. Uh huh. Like it definitely <clears throat> looks like this is from a spider costume that somebody wore. Yeah. This is not a constructed spider leg piece. That That's was a good in, point. Like, yeah. There's no, like, you don't feel like there's any sort of chitin or anything, like, or chitin, whatever it's called. Chitin, keratin. Uh, I, I don't know what know. it is. The, the it, chitin, I think, is what it's called. Uh, but you don't see, like, any basically, it doesn't look like a crab leg, is, I uh-huh. guess, my point. Like, that sort of shell finish. Oh, it really right, does, right, right. Yeah. It does look like it's from, like, a giant plushy spider. I hope um, it was.
1: I hope it was too. I loved it. Yeah, I would feel it- so in the spirit of this movie. Yeah. I one of my favorite spider murder sequences because this there's a lab up yes. a hill, up a mountain from a ski resort where scientists are. the The point is they're trying to make protective military like apparel vests that are like bulletproof, fucking probably everything proof out of spider's web. They got of yeah. course harvested mitochondria from prehistoric spiders put that together with modern day spiders made big sp- made big spiders um they got t- so too big though because head scientist was like what if we went further and did that on his own rogue style and so they are like the whole the reason this is even happening is because they were trying to make non lethal web like all these allegedly virtuous things out of spider webbing well yes. the spiders became hulk spiders because they were being overly juiced and so then they break out and my favorite spider melee the one on the ski hill is so good where they just start attacking people and oh, people God. just start proactively falling down in front of the spiders and but my if, I think if maybe you were the... trying
0: to balance on skis and a giant like a spider that is six feet across <laughs> came up to you I, I would I'm not a good skier I would also immediately, like, one, my first instinct would be to try to run. So yeah. then I would, and I'm wearing skis, so that's not going to end well. But then on top of that, just the moment when you see it, because they're all very stealthy. Yeah. Surprise. You're startled, kitten.
1: Like, you're like, ah! And it's then you're, great. You're, it's great stuff. I, it's great stuff. And, but the one when they're in the parking lot. And, oh. like, the kids are, the, the Olympic hopefuls are in a shed mm-hmm. watching the parking lot with the bus in it from far away. And they're, like, looking and they see three people they know running across this parking lot to try and get to the bus. And just, like, because we're watching it from far away, but we're supposed to have, like, that distance POV on it. So just, like, silently, we just, like, see a spider web a guy and just, like, Mm -hmm. pull him back. It's just, like, all suddenly, silently, we just see people getting mauled by spiders. And the effect of the silent spider mauling with the terrible effects is hysterical.
0: I loved that they they were in there actually doing play-by-play when they were like, oh, <clears throat> he's making a break for it. He's going to, ooh. Yeah. And they all react. And I was like, yeah, you know what? That is the reaction. That is the most realistic reaction anyone has had to a spider attack in any movie.
1: <laughs> it was. I, I actually really, the we have a doctor lady scientist who's the good scientist. Mm-hmm. And she is in all pink, basically. Yes. And she, I loved her reaction when she, as the spiders have gotten out. They've taken out like everybody in the facility, all of her coworkers, <laughs> yeah. and she comes around, a, like a around an island, in this like facility floor. And just the way she screams and recoils Mm -hmm. felt so genuine. And she's finding like disembodied like legs. It's a fucking meat market in there. And the way she just continues to scream, I found to actually be very satisfyingly like shocked and startled. And then she finds her coworker, Joe, who is, I loved the use of, people in cocoons. Yes. It wrapped up in spider's web. I thought that was awesome. And the actor who plays this Joe guy, he's having his moment. He's yeah. taken that scene. It is I want it is um, I feel like it's a hall of fame screen death. This guy is not sacrificing an an ounce a centimeter a millimeter of opportunity with with the spotlight on him to die dramatically on screen. When Super he went appreciated cross-eyed. him
0: while dying i was like that is
1: dedication when he like because he's talking and talking at her and he's trying to say like they got out they got out and then like there's like he gets like clearly gets like a blood capsule put in his mouth and Mm -hmm. then just like the way he after talking for a while suddenly just starts gushing blood from his mouth presumably from internal bleeding
0: tremendous yeah espion what uh, one of the things i really enjoyed about watching this movie and it like and your thing about Doctor Lady Scientist scream is a really good example of it. Is that because her scream was not high pitched? It was like <clears throat> guttural. It came yeah. from deep. And there's a degree to which, as I'm watching this movie, I'm like, "This is this is definitely some of maybe I would say the worst acting consistently it's in this movie. Pretty bad, would, yeah. It's some of the worst acting we've seen in any of these movies. And like that's <laughs> really saying something. Yeah, there are choices made. Dash. For some reason, they make Patrick or Patrick dis- Greenwood decide. That's his name. Patrick Muldoon. Muldoon, sorry. Patrick Muldoon's decision in this movie to speak l- with a surfer accent. Yeah. Well, and even worse than Patrick's.
1: Was the uh, other guy. He's like his blonde, very surfer, yeah. like, compatriot working in the office at this resort is like fully like, nah, brah. Nah, like, brah- Gnarly oh, yeah. SoCal. Just playing it up to the hilt.
0: Yeah. And it's a choice that is really weird. And uh, Patrick definitely drops it in multiple times um but it's actually almost so weird that it goes back around to working again for Uh me because of the fact that I'm like this is such a weird acting choice that scream she lets out is such a weird acting choice all of these people's decisions are so strange that it actually feels like they can't possibly be this bad at it and this must be deliberate and so there was something about that that really worked for me
1: (laughs) it all just this this movie felt completely itself yeah, And I appreciate that about it. And like the bad guy was perfectly like budget mm-hmm. version of like who that guy's going to be with yeah. his little haircut and his glasses and everything. But just like not even somebody in the DTV disaster ecosystem. Just truly yeah. a random presence on screen.
0: One it- thing I loved about him particularly also is that they went with, this is just like a sort of wimpy like he was a wimpy controlling scientist there was no this was he wasn't an evil evil government guy like there was no he was very straightforward there was no further there was no like greater conspiracy mm-hmm. he just didn't want to kill the animals that he had put a lot of work into because we've done all the research so why would yeah. we restart all of this like it was yeah. extremely practical and straightforward um which I appreciated the complete lack of nuance to that like they knew what they they said. We're going to give you spiders. We're going to give you ice. Yeah. And here's what you're going to get. What we didn't. What we oddly didn't get, because like
1: there's plenty of ice because we're on a Mm -hmm. snowy mountain. They do begin, like early on in the movie, they're like weather conditions. There's like a break in weather Mm -hmm. report where they're like ice is coming. That never matters. No. They like give us a setup where like ice is coming, going to freeze everything. Precipitation will freeze instantly and it's going to stay. Never matters at any point. Yeah, it was sort of... um, Which I'm fine with because they were already on a snowy mountain. It was always cold. And like the point, the kind of the the reason we needed the snow is because like theoretically these spiders shouldn't be able to cope with the the deep cold. So like how are they over, how are they powering through this? Well, the answer is because they're Hulk spiders. So they can power through
0: whatever. Yeah, that was, was, there was also the fact that like, and they, they kind of explained it by having them playing basketball. But... We do, of course, at some yeah. point the military shows up um, because the the, the lab most is, casually
1: dressed military. They
0: were they were chill. They like, were, those
1: were three percenters.
0: Yeah, that's the thing is that they have very much a private a private guard vibe. They were them, Oath they Keepers,
1: were, man. That was they, a that was a militia.
0: No, those guys were definitely looked way too competent to be a militia. But, yes. <laughs> but yeah, these like they were in they were in army fatigues and then like T-shirts or tank tops and they were shooting shooting baskets when we first meet them. And then yeah. they do, of course, get roped into, um, you know, securing the base and all, yeah. and then securing the lodge. But they're all in dressed extreme, they're dressed for like 60s to 70s temperature. Yeah, they're in like, they're in tank tops. They're in tank tops, they're in t-shirts. They are in a completely different climate <laughs> than anybody, any other characters in this movie. Absolutely. Um. So that, especially because like <laughs> here in California, here in LA, you can go up to Big Bear And there'll be snow on the mountains and you can do runs, but you can be wearing a t-shirt because it'll actually be like 60 degrees. And it's, so there was a part of me which kept on having to remind myself that like, right, right, right. It's supposed to be cold because it it kind of, the threat of, I I don't know entirely why there was a threat of it being cold. when It wasn't like that was going to disable the spiders anyway. And it, I never, would it has never occurred to me that a spider would, have a certain temperature at which it wouldn't want to go out I just would assume eh, spider 20 degrees 30 degrees spider's still gonna be around didn't <laughs> doesn't really put... doesn't want to go out yeah, doesn't want to I... put doesn't want to get dressed up mm. doesn't want to put on that going out top it has a cozy little den I guess I mean like I didn't know that spiders were the sleepy time bear but <laughs> this movie really thought that I was gonna have a lot of issues with the idea of snow plus spiders yeah um and really wanted to calm my concerns and I gotta be honest that was never gonna be a thing that concerned me about this film
1: not gonna be it's not gonna be the top of my list of priorities
0: no but they did really keep reemphasizing like but how can they be out in the cold and I was like well how can they be seven feet large and yeah wh- like what do you there's like, a lot there's-
1: going wrong here that's yeah. not that's there not is a oh black no, the- widow
0: the spider that is tactical I. <laughs> yeah. why do you think that I'm gonna be concerned about the temperature yeah but it's funny. It's like this is one of those movies where it feels like there was an outline, and they were like, "Yeah, we should really bring that up and you know incorporate that." And then they just never got back to it. Yeah, and unanswered not, questions. Not worse for it. No, we can do ice spiders too and find out like the secret of their their climates, <laughs>
1: the secret of their climates. Yeah, the way ice spiders too, the way of climates,
0: the way they body they regulate their bodies. Like I, we can get all of that. But I, I did not care. I did not. It did not matter. And it did not hurt my enjoyment of this film to be like, yeah, you know what? The military men are very clearly in Southern California while everybody else is in uh, Banff, Canada. I loved when
1: uh, the, Patrick Muldoon is on a snow machine at one point running from a spider. And mm-hmm. there's a, and another spider gets in his path on a road. Ugh. And he just drives right through it. Just explodes it. And it was funny yeah. watching that because it was like, we've watched these spiders not go down from, like, gunfire. Yeah. But Patrick Muldoon wiped one out with a snow machine. No problem. It's
0: because he then, hit him right in the spot that causes uh, spiders to actually f- just implode. Uh, but then he's in the, he gets in a truck, mm-hmm. and there's a spider on the roof, and he
1: shakes it off, like, falls in front of the truck. And then he drives, just drives not into it. It was like, yeah. no... Patrick, go drive, crush the spider. Like, what do you do? You, This was a missed opportunity to help solve a problem here.
0: Yeah. You know, another missed opportunity going off of that was that, and I was really disappointed they didn't do this, that they did not take the extra step to cover the front of the snowmobile in goo. I wanted there You're to right. be yellow. you right, there wasn't much yellow. goo. Yeah, there was no, I mean, I wanted there to be yellow goo all over the front of that snowmobile. I wanted yeah. him to wipe yellow goo off of his face like, we're not, you know, obviously we're not working with practical effects here, but you could do that, which would one, make it feel a lot more tangible and two be very relatable because who amongst us has not been like, shit, I've got a giant bug on my windshield that is just completely splattered and dead. I assume and it would have given, full- given a
1: tangibleness mm-hmm. to the to the very like PlayStation one level yeah. digital effects, CGI of the spider.
0: Yeah. And which what's funny is that they did do detail like when the spiders were they they made the effort to have the spiders leave a path in the snow. Yes. They did like make some effort to make the spiders feel like they were tangibly physically there in the environment. And this would have just been such an easy one and such a good laugh moment, too. Um, So I was disappointed by the lack of goo and also the lack of twitching spider legs as they die.
1: I mean, I, we saw eyes. We saw quite a few twitching spider legs from the disembodied ones. Like when they would get exploded, like the one that got exploded by the snow machine. Mm-hmm. It was definitely twitching. Oh, that's true. It was. when they get yeah. exploded in the end, and they're all in pieces. Oh, yeah. There's little pieces twitching on the snow. So okay. they did give us some of that.
0: I do take that back then. That that point <laughs> is rescinded. I do but, take that back. But I do absolutely think we needed we needed more goo. Um, we needed, especially with how generous they were with the blood. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I, and also they could have had so much fun with it with all the different color because each spider is a different color because they're. Yeah. That's how you tell them apart. But then also each spider is a different kind of spider. Like there's a black widow. There's a jumping mm-hmm. spider. There's, I don't know, a yellow one, a green one, a red one. And then there was sort of one where I was like, you guys just didn't decide what color you wanted to make it. So you just kept it as the skin outline for this, all the small spiders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um, And so it's like you could have also had so much fun with the different colors of goo. Like when he, um, when when Dash bludgeons the green spider to death using yeah. a buck head or whatever it was.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. When he takes like the, he when takes, he takes like the, a mounted the taxidermy a, a mounted off deer, deer, the wall.
0: Yeah. And he uses the antlers to, um, to actually beat the green spider to death. Yeah. Like, come on. That could have been goo.
1: There was even, oh, like, there's did- even like a, it was particularly grizzly when he finds like a dead elk up in the woods and like its horns had been taken off and like kind of tossed apart from Mm -hmm. the body. It was like, man, that's fucked up. Like they really went in for these dead bodies.
0: They put so much work into the dead bodies, which I I appreciated.
1: There were were intestines spilling out. Blood was a good color. It was very impressive.
0: Yeah, no, they did good work with that. And like with a, in a large degree that they didn't need to do, like you didn't need to make that elk because the elk fully, because like, Patrick looks to it as they're looking for missing hunters and he sees it and he's like, this doesn't look like a, he, he's even like this. This doesn't even look like a bear. At first he thinks it could be a bear. Then he looks close and he's like, no, this doesn't look like what a bear does. Yeah. And so, the, which I don't know, like you could have really just done just about anything. Yeah. But they fully flayed that thing. They fully flayed, created, Yeah, they really flayed, wanted you to feel it. it. Yeah, it is. It is brutal looking. Um, and I was like, that it's a level of detail they didn't need to put into it, but they did, and I appreciated it. I just wish they could have brought that same level of detail to goo. They could have. They could have, yeah. and that would have been nice. Just, just a little bit of goo. Some slime. That's all I want. But um, did you, at the end... Did you also think that that was Donald Rumsfeld? That They were like, that was definitely Donald Rumsfeld they were referencing at the end when that That's guy gets out. That's a very of the- funny point. I did not think about that, but that is yeah. a very funny point. I when actually- like the military guy gets out of the helicopter and he's wearing that, like he's wearing the glasses, but then also a cowboy hat. I loved the end of this movie because
1: we have like, we trap the spiders and then like Patrick Muldoon Dash is like, fuck you guys. I don't have to listen to you. I'm a civilian. Uh, And the scientist guy is like, evil Evil scientist is like, arrest these men. And if they resist, like kill them or something. And Patrick Muldoon is like, well, bullshit, because I've got a plan B. And then he has his ultra surfer sidekick from the lodge. <laughs> fire,
0: I don't know. What were those fireworks? Because it was a missile, basically. He an, fires... it, was an, it was an avalanche cannon. That was so right. Oh, yeah, the yeah, avalanche. It's it specifically the... like cause avalanches. He fires
1: the avalanche cannon at the little, like, area that they have trapped the spiders in. So he obliterates the spiders, who are um, wrapped in netting, who have been netted for for capture. And he's like, all right, victory, we save the day. And then they are overtaken by military people coming at them from all sides, very big guns like, the U.S. military. And, because Patrick Muldoon's like, man, the press is going to eat this up, and Mad Scientist is like, the press is never going (laughs) to know. But then once, let's say, Donald Rumsfeld gets there, he just, like, strides in in his, his, like, recreation, like, hunting casual. And he's like, well, we're taking it from here, and uh, you're not going to say a fucking word, because this was a chemical spill. And... They're they're there. I love the the exchange. That guy is such like a smug dickhead. Yeah. And he's just smirking the entire time. And he like he just keeps shutting Patrick Muldoon down. And Dash is like, wow, you guys got all the answers, don't you? And Donald Rumsfeld goes, Somebody's gotta. And I was <laughs> like, Wow, that is actually a perfect line. This character yeah. is great. This guy is playing him perfectly. And then it's like a like it's a moment where you think your heroes triumphed over bad capitalism but right in that moment the government shows up and is like actually not a happy ending and they take the live spider legs being done with practical effects drive them away and Mm -hmm. the government is definitely going to keep this research program going for the department of defense for sure i thought the ending of this movie is fantastic
0: oh yeah it was i thought that was a great ending and um Yes, this when that the black widow spider gets abducted at the end and just like gets to it lives on to give us ice spiders, too. I also loved, of course, that we did get that last little bit of spider justice that, um, the spider that does not have any particular identity, the yeah. just the, the gray spider does eat evil scientists once we think that yes. the other ones have all been killed. All of the netted ones in the half pipe, which by the way. You know, when we talk about like these movies using their environments to create specific moments of climax, like that is that I was so amped when they're yeah. like, we're going to get them into the half pipe. But it was like, yeah, <laughs> put the spiders in the half pipe. Like, yeah, I that was outstanding. the spiders try to crawl up the sides of the half pipe. I didn't I wanted to see him like slaloming in between, like going up one side, doing a flip to lead them off. And then like the spiders are cram- s- scrambling after them. Right. I was so excited for the prospect of a half pipe climax. Um, But you know what? They did what they they did the bare minimum, but it was still more than most movies would. It's true. And we did get a great moment of the the evil scientist getting just like immediately killed by that spider to the point where when one of the guys like, should we save him? And they're like, no, he's gone. Yeah. It was
1: like it took seconds
0: and they were like, he's gone already. He's He's gone. gone. Yeah. They like nobody.
1: He could have been alive. Nobody liked that guy. He could have been alive, and they would have been like, no, he's a goner. Yeah, they're not putting the effort in. He could have been crying out for help, and they would have been like, nope, lost cause, sorry, nothing (laughs) to be done here. It could have been the Monty Python bring out your dead situation. (laughs) And they would have just been like, nope, nope throw him to the spiders. No, nope, yep. we can't.
0: Oh, yeah. No, that, that that sound, the sound of him screaming for help, that's a decoy. That's the spider. It's yeah, that's the sound. spider.
1: This particular breed of spider can imitate the calls of humans. It's very dangerous. <laughs> Watch out. Like, don't let them fool you. Absolutely, yes.
0: Yes. It was, but you know, i I did like that. We much like with um Fire Twister, where there was that moment where you're like, man is the bad guy going to get away with this? And then he got that axe directly into his body. Yeah. And this was kind of that same feeling of like, that Man. was so good. Oh, was so great. And but the twister yeah. threw
1: that axe at him, right?
0: Yeah. That was the tornado killing him. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just nice when you get these little acts of vengeance directly from the antagonist. And I disaster I really enjoyed- vengeance, disaster, vengeance one of the, is best the best kinds of vengeance. It's I I think it's the superior form of vengeance. Well, and you know, the people get to keep their hands clean. Yeah. It's like it's like the universe judging you, right? It's not like Dash is going to kill the guy. Dash is a good dude, right? Yeah, he's, he's not going to kill him.
1: guy, man. He's just a skier.
0: He's just a skier who means well and just wants to hit on the doctor constantly. Like he's not here to, to kill people. But even though he was in the Marines for 12 years, which <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right that like they throw that in. So we don't know that Dash has been in the Marines until everyone is holed up in the cabin hiding from the spiders. It is shocking news. Yeah. And they're like, who and some, you know, and and he's basically like, okay, we gotta all work together now. And someone says, Who put you in charge? And he said, Well, he said, those things outside and my 12 years in the marines. Like and he said when what as, is the fucking timeline? Yeah. After he After After your rehab with your leg that you couldn't do anything with?
1: Yeah, that you would have absolutely not been medically fit to serve? Or did you become an Olympic caliber skier after
0: 12 years of service starting in your 30s, I guess? No, because he was in the 90s. So this was back in the 90s when he was because this this whole movie takes place in 2007. Yeah. And this was when he was in the 90s um, that he was a skier. So he served in Afghanistan in the Marines with his formerly broken cannot ski on it leg right and there was just no indication like I'm not positive he served in the Marines I think he said that the way that when I'm at a national park sometimes I tell people not to do the stuff and then say I'm a I'm a national park ranger okay um and I just tell him like I'm a park ranger at a different park (laughs) that makes a lot of sense for you yeah it's a is there like because I believe is the things a... you're
1: telling people not to do are things they shouldn't be doing.
0: Right. I mean, that's the thing is that I, I always use my power of sounding like, you know, a narc for good. um. And it's Well, and, always... and, you're, and you're, you're in your park authority and your yeah. natural- This is my environment. So when I'm telling someone at Mono Lake, stay on the path while these two dickhead teenagers are climbing on top of the tufa growths that you're yeah. not supposed to climb on. And I then they look at me, and I say, I'm a park ranger, it's my day off please don't make me go back and write you a ticket. (laughs) Wow. A whole lie with threats. Oh yeah. Oh, constantly. Does it work? Yeah. scared the crap out of them. When I did it at grand Canyon, um, there was like a man in his late forties with his kid, like his, teen son and his wife and they were just kicking chunks of rock off and then throwing them over the side oh oh god which is really really dangerous because you don't know if there's a hiker or climber down below you're not supposed to do that you should my god if you learn anything from this podcast that i can share with you there you go a lot more from jordan very important do not throw rocks over cliff sides because you don't know who's below um and it can straight up kill somebody oh my god yes yeah especially at the grand fucking canyon. <laughs> yeah.
1: You have you have the opportunity to throw something that will reach terminal fucking velocity. I was to say
0: like you who can hit terminal velocity with that? And so I was like so I used my park ranger voice. And I was like, "Hey, please don't do that. Please don't throw rocks over the side. It's very dangerous." And you're like, "Oh no, it's not." I was like, "Yes," and I like, said, "Yes, there's it is. no said, like, there you be- no, it's not. It's like I know,
1: sir. Falling rocks are dangerous. Like, uh, there's I, no. Uh, yeah. You can be like, I'll
0: do what I want, but you yeah. can't say that's not dangerous." I, I said, "If there are any hikers or climbers down below, you are putting them at risk. Please stop. You know, please stop doing that. If you were at my park, you would have a ticket right now." <laughs> And I was like, I said, I said, I'm a, a park ranger. Please don't do that. If you're at my park, you'd have a ticket right now. He's well, we're not at your park, are we? And I was like, sir, what kind of an example are you setting for your Yeah, child? what a was,
1: weird thing to do in we, front of your kid. He was
0: Well, it was just, it was that thing where, you know, when like adult men get embarrassed and instead yeah, of yeah. responding, yeah, you know, they respond with aggro because they're like, I'm embarrassed. So clearly I'm, the response yeah. is to, to just I'm get really angry at you. Super fucking embarrassed right now in yeah. front of my child. Yeah. So he just started yelling at me instead, which is why I think that the national park system should deputize me. <laughs>
1: I mean, I I think that's the
0: case. The case has been made like I'm never going to use it for ill. I'm not going to use it like to punish people. I'm just going to use it specifically when someone is so egregiously breaking the rules or like when I was at the, you know, at at Yellowstone and there was a lone child in the middle of the parking lot where because sometimes when you're in Yellowstone, like the parking lot just might randomly have a hot spring in the middle of it. Uh huh. Like the the ground has fallen away and there's asphalt is gone and then there's just like a pit. Uh huh. And there was like a five year old child who was alone, staring into the pit that was cordoned off by some caution tape, which is explicitly how kids die there. Yeah, kids wow. die that way. And so I had to use my park ranger voice to find his parents. So I'm just saying, this is now three at least three different instances where if I had had powers as you know vested upon me by the national <laughs> yeah. park system. I would have, I would have. I don't want to say I would have been a hero, but I would have at least been, you know, chaotic good. You know what? We don't get enough. We don't get enough park
1: rangers being heroes in these kinds of movies. It's yeah, it's always like a geologist or something, right? It's the park never, rangers are it's generally so rarely fodder. just a very committed park ranger, and I point. would like for that to change. Yeah, I agree.
0: I think that we partly. You don't because need the an advanced so degree cute. to save the world from a disaster. No, you just have to know your park. That is right. And if you work in these parks year-round, you know your park. That is like, to me, that is Deputy Judy. I yes, love you, Deputy
1: Judy. That is Deputy Judy in Scream 4. hmm Getting like taken, getting shot, going down, and then standing right back, popping back up again to Vanquish the bad guy, and Courtney Cox looks at her and goes, Hicks, you're alive. And she goes, Wear the vest, protect your chest, (laughs) collapses to the ground. Marley Shelton, perfect, perfect line reading. That is just that is a deputy, yeah, who is just they they read the manual, they listened to the axioms, and Mm -hmm. it saved their life. You just need a park ranger who could have done the same thing, but it has to be someone like a, a washed-up extreme sports athlete or a geophysicist, which is awesome, but, like, we need more park rangers in these situations.
0: Yeah. Well, it's – I think that it's – I don't think that the parks department has – or the park system has, like, quite as good of a sort of PR <laughs> department Yeah, as the washed-up athlete department has. Yeah. Like, whoever's doing the press work to get washed-up athlete – like, the, the role of a washed-up athlete put out there as – It's as powerful as Michael Bay partnering with the Department of Defense. Yeah. God,
1: Mike, a Michael Bay park ranger hero.
0: Oh, my God. Now, that's a park
1: ranger who fucks. That would be fucking remarkable, honestly. And, like, you know, we've really we've waved the stars and stripes a lot. We've condemned the stars and stripes Mm -hmm. uh, in in Michael Bay movies. Uh, Ambulance is nothing if not a critique of how we abandon uh, the state abandons those who need it most. Um, But like, let's go local. Like, let's go natural, Michael, and be like, you know what? I want to lionize now and make look absolutely fucking as epic and remarkable as it is America's national parks. And how do I do that better than making a little squadron of committed Mm -hmm. park rangers heroes when, Terrorists invade Yellowstone
0: yeah. for reasons I can't come up with right now, but that could work. Well, you know, they're what they're gonna do is they're gonna plug Old Faithful, which obviously, if you plug Old Faithful, it oh. will just like just like with a cartoon, if you you know put something in in a plug and then it makes everything else just yeah, pop out. All the back. Of
1: Yellowstone's going
0: up exactly. If you plug Old Faithful, then the pressure is nowhere to go, and then all of Yellowstone will explode. And really, yep. you can have like a Baywatch vibe to the park rangers They're there's just, no what, reason you can't what was the movie that, that we watched not too
1: long what was that one where the plan was like we're gonna barrage oh, this underground um, gas the one,
0: yeah that was the one with the where, vines what wasn't that the one with the vines? No, that one. They went down and they had to go and find the the master route. the root. They needed the tap root. Yeah, this the one you're thinking of is the one where everyone is in different locations, and it's yeah. the father, the wife, and the daughter, That's and they right. all somehow end up. But what was I? I don't it, remember what the emergency was that caused them to need to blow up the entire natural gas supply in the middle of Wyoming.
1: Yeah. And that it was that it was like, let's send every nuke we've got yeah. to blow this up because that will somehow be greater than greater a an explosion than the world supply of oh, nuclear power decoding over the United I remember States. what it was.
0: The Earth was slipping on its side. Oh and there was that's another planet. Right. The, yeah, the Earth was flipping on its side, and there was like another. We were gonna like run into the, the sun, or the, <laughs> I don't remember the exact details well, of it. It honestly didn't matter. Yeah, no, of course. Um, but yes, that was. It did have a similar vibe to the one, uh, the the Eden plant. But no, it was. Yeah, that's what it was when I mean, they the the daughter went to the music festival and that's the thing that where they the daughter to
1: went to the music mm-hmm. festival. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yep. And they were all like they like seemed hundreds of miles apart, but ultimately right. were all 20 miles apart.
0: Yeah. And they were somehow on the like just on the West Coast, but then also wound up in, in like Wyoming. And those girls Idaho. got
1: kidnapped by preppers
0: who yes. were rapists. Yes. Wow
1: still can't remember the title
0: but <laughs> I, completely irrelevant honestly oh every so s- often I talk to my dad I'm like dad we're recording tonight and my dad will be like do you guys are you guys gonna run out of movies and I have to be no
1: like, yeah that's impossible like no we really won't we I saw won't. somebody tweet the other day that they were like finally time for me to fix that blind spot of watching the airport movies and I wanted to respond and be like don't bother no don't I mean bother. like
0: everyone keeps saying that it's
1: that um, 75
0: is the one or something yeah, like that. Earthfall, that was the one. Earthfall, that's Earthfall. the one. But yeah, everyone keeps saying that it was that's Airport 75. But honestly, there's uh, just so much else in the world of movies to watch before you watch that. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I, I this this movie really, Ice Spiders really did set itself apart for me yeah. with like I loved the conceit, like spiders, yeah. awesome disaster movie idea. We don't. Like, we haven't covered, I feel like, a ton of spider things here. Yeah. And just to be like, hey guys, it's called ice spiders, and we're going to have spiders fucking attack people a lot. Yeah. That's perfect. We're going to use their abilities naturally as spiders. We're going to give you the little, you know, iconography of the uh, Black Widow Hourglass. We're going to have a jumping spider. Like, we're going to use their webs. Mm-hmm. We're going to have cool stuff about like silk and talk about it. Like, I thought that I thought this was I loved that this was a pitch for a disaster movie. I love that someone was like, let's have some fun with things we can do with spiders. And yeah. they were right. I had a great time.
0: Yeah, I like that. the It's very much one of those things where you feel like the movie was made based upon creating the title first with a randomizer. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no reason it had <clears throat> to be spiders. There's no reason it had to be ice. And yet somehow when the two things come together, yeah, it just worked for me. And I think in retrospect, part of that, as like we're talking about how the teens didn't really come into play, like the one guy, like we get no. this whole like 80s rich kid villain vibe from one <laughs> yeah, of the kids. Yeah, totally. And it's never really relevant, which I really liked because of the fact that this is not a movie that is capable of getting to the emotional depths. No. Or making me want to hear any of them deliver a monologue Mm -mm. so the less that i have to hear about their wants their needs and their desires the better they want to survive the spiders yeah to survive the spiders great that's all i need to know i don't need to hear about how the rich kid secretly has daddy issues because this rich father paid for it like i don't care i don't i don't care I will never care about these characters. No, what never. I want to know is if they're going to live or die, and if they're going to die, how. Disgusting. And the way they just keep
1: layering, whenever we do see them, the way they just keep layering on, like alleged, like ski, like snowboarder ease, like yeah. that was epic, man. It was like what boomer decided oh, yeah. this was how they should be talking. It was such a perfect like copy of a copy of a copy of yeah. how teens would sound in the 2000s who enjoyed like the x games
0: exactly and it was great stuff it was it was elegant in its simplicity um and by elegant i mean very stupid
1: (laughs) but (laughs) again spiders leaping (sighs) around and attacking people dun dun dun
0: When when the Black Widow spider drags that one guy along the lab table and you just see his flailing legs taking everything off of it. Awesome. Awesome. Amazing kill. When you see two
1: spiders fighting over a body and they're doing like a little tug of war. Mm -hmm. Hilarious. Yeah. I would have have watched an entire movie where the the spiders were the protagonists. You know what this movie is? It's Tremors 2. This movie is Tremors 2 in the most down-market way. This is the Graboids growing legs and overwhelming the facility, and Dash is Burt. Like, that is what we have going on in this. So if you want Tremors on a mountain, this is it. Tremors 2.
0: I have not seen it, but yes you sure, haven't seen tremors not? too no, I also didn't realize it's that so tremors funny. and dune were different movies for a very long time. I mean, I hear you on that the the
1: graboid is not wildly but for the scale of it like there's a there's a lot of like I can see it, it's a cousin to the worms of arrakis yeah uh but you like tremors. I've never seen tremors. You've never seen Tremors?
0: No, no, I have no so I thought I thought Dune and Tremors were the same thing, and I never really saw it. And then all this time thing.
1: we've been trying to get Sarah on the podcast. That's why
0: we're trying to get Sarah on the podcast because I thought they were the same movie. Has Sarah then, seen tremors? Yes. She likes Tremors. The whole conversation started because I was like, thought that when she was, you know. Friend of the pod,
1: friend of the pod, Sarah, going to be friend of the pod not much longer if she doesn't come on this fucking show and talk about tremors in 2023. She's a grace period of a year. You hear me, Sarah? Carbiner. She doesn't listen to this. (laughs) Well, I'm going to tell her that I'm criticizing her (laughs) at this timestamp, Sarah Carbiner. You, your time, your, your, the clock is ticking and there are 500, nearly 525,600 minutes. For you to make good on me now in will, excess of 100 episodes long promise of you coming on to
0: Disaster Girls and talking about I will about schedule tremors. her. I will schedule her as the producer. I will schedule her for this. It's <laughs> So time. we can finally have Sarah on the podcast so I can finally watch Tremors. Exactly. Everybody wins. I win. And, yeah. You win by watching Tremors. Sarah
1: wins by coming on a and, vital film show.
0: Yes. The most important podcast about disaster movies currently being made. I think that
1: I'm gonna say no contest.
0: Um, undeniably. Because Paul Feig has said so.
1: Also because there aren't others. That's right. That we win. Detail. We do win. We win. I am completely fine winning a competition in which I'm the only one competing. That's I'm not above that.
0: I prefer that, honestly. I don't <laughs> like competing against other people because then I get like weird. Like I don't I am a competitive person, but also I don't have the self-esteem to be as competitive as I am. So I really like it when I'm not competing with anyone else. Cause then I don't and have, resent have anybody
1: in an excess of self-esteem and confidence. And I'm still like, listen, I'll take some easy wins. Yeah,
0: no, it's good stuff. Well, do you think that this means that we can talk about what this movie is really about? Yeah.
1: I honestly, I'm like, this movie is about spiders fucking people up. So what do you think it's about?
0: Oh, I think that this movie is a criticism of Bush era uh, militarism. Mm, I think you there's know? a lot to be said on that. Think, yes. yes. I think the fact that like it's made in 2007, um, these spiders are ostensibly for. No, they're, the Dr. Lay scientist is so proud. She's like it's non It's it's non-lethal. Yeah. It's like well, you know, a non-lethal weapon is still a weapon. It's true. It's still a weapon and it can still be used And in technically a manner-
1: rubber bullets are I was non-lethal. Gonna, that's where I was
0: going to get to. For they fuck's sake. In a way that is dangerous and inappropriate and can end up making them, if not lethal, extremely hazardous. We'll fucking maim you for life. Yeah. And uh, like you, just because a rubber bullet isn't going to penetrate, There's a woman who lost her eye, I believe, uh-huh. during, in the 2020 uprisings, like. It is nonviolent weapons can still be used for very bad purposes um, and does not absolve you of it. And I think that in that same way, you know, the same way that it doesn't matter what your original intentions on something are, whether it is that our original intentions of going to fight the, you know, the wars in the early 2000s that, you know, were, wound up being endless wars, yep. were for theoretically good reasons. And, with altruistic purposes that we we're going to do this to to get revenge and liberate and do all these things. It doesn't matter what your intent is with the spiders. Eventually, the spiders. Yeah. If you give if you fuel them too much, if you make them too big, if you make them too powerful, they are That's going right. to get out and they are going to. If, if not- you let the spider industrial complex yeah. run rampant, you can't put that fucking shit back. You can't put that toothpaste back, back in, in the, the tube. tube. no. And ultimately, what we learn by the end of this movie, as per, you know, by Donald Rumsfeld's doppelganger <laughs> yeah. showing up at the end, is that you start to wonder was this even the intent in the first place? Or was mm. the toothpaste getting out of the tube sort of that happy accident um, kind of permission? Mm-hmm. Will the spiders continue to be used for non lethal purposes? Or is the government going to be like, well, we've got these giant spiders now, we can control them and make them attack?
1: It is 52 minutes and it is 53 minutes straight up. You have been fr- Oh, there you are. I'm back.
0: Um that's okay because I just finished my thing about it and okay, I'm recording on my end so that's great. all that matters. Um and I can clip that back in.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. No, I think that is Yeah, I, I think, think that is a fine read on a I love a I love a bush critique read on a 2000s movie absolutely let's take one every chance we get
0: I you know it's one of those things where it's funny because it's like we're so it's I turned on spectrum the other day and it was crazy because they were like doing a remember the 2000s kind of style show (laughs) and I had that brief moment where I was like it's too soon we can't do that and then I realized remembered like no we were doing I love the 80s by I mean Amanda and
1: Sam have had an entire podcast for two years now about this exact
0: thing But there's like, but the idea of taking in the media in that way is just so different than looking like than looking back and being like, God, we were like, yes, Bush era media was to a large degree, often a response to what was happening. And it's so like without that context, it's easy to forget it. It's easy. Like it feels as if constantly everything is always about what's happening in current events now because of twitter and things like that but it felt that way then too and it's i i honestly like i had forgotten how much it felt that way until Mm -hmm. as i was watching this i was like that's donald goddamn rumsfeld
1: (laughs) (laughs) well observed on that one
0: thank you it was as soon as i saw him like you can't see a man with no lips and glasses and not immediately be like that's donald rumsfeld (laughs) (laughs) like that's just like that's just his face like kind of looks like a skeleton head kind of looks like you know, the worst math teacher you've ever had. Yeah. If you, if it's that casting, he's going to be Donald Rumsfeld. It's an, it's what it is.
1: Do you have any dream casting?
0: Um, I would not necessarily dream cast this so much as I would love to see Alexander Aja's version of this.
1: Oh yeah. That's a great, he's such a, he is a perfect mm -hmm. director for this.
0: I would love to see his version of Ice Spiders, um, which would be gorier, and weirder and grosser. But yeah, I really think that that if we're if someone comes to me, and Jerry like, O'Connell hey, would probably be in it again as yeah. Dash. That's see, that's like the the mental casting of it in my head was just like just any ensemble cast from 2007 to <laughs> yeah. 2011. Like that just works. Daniel Panabaker can be in this. Like Daniel. I was loving Daniel
1: Panabaker was in this.
0: No reason she can't be. No reason <laughs> we can't have like. Gabrielle Union in it like that's it's just it feels this movie could feel so much like it could just as easily be cast from the prestige casting of the 2007 era and I think that you can achieve that if you have Alexandra Aja doing it yeah I think so if a studio right. comes to me and is like hey we're rebooting Ice Spiders he's my first call and I will trust him implicitly from there on out his casting like whatever he wants to cast fine mm-hmm. but he's the one I want Telling, I want him yelling. He would not forget to put goo on the front of a car.
1: Oh no, no! There the goo would be budget goo. would be the single biggest line item.
0: Yeah, yeah, that nipple rouge. Yeah, <laughs> the so priorities. Yeah, but that that would be that would be the choice I would make. Did you have fantasy casting for this? I would make. I would. I would go
1: younger, and I wouldn't need. He would just be a ski bum. He wouldn't be like. Maybe he was like had Olympic dreams at one time, but he was just like too lazy or something. It's KJ Appa.
0: Oh, perfect.
1: KJ Appa would be Dash. Yeah. And I, Lashana Lynch would be Dr. Lady Scientist. And he'd just like constantly be trying to punch above his weight and get Lashana interested in him. But Lashana has a girlfriend. So that's not going to happen. And those are really the only two
0: that you need but i can completely see kj appa delivering the line so you thawed these things out from a himalayan glacier which didn't happen by the way in this movie and i mean that's a line he could say
1: in riverdale
0: it's a line maybe he
1: has said in riverdale this could be a riverdale plot line to be honest
0: so disappointed that hiram lodge did not unleash giant spiders on all of riverdale I can't believe we didn't
1: time travel to the future where it was man versus ice spiders in a great battle for
0: the survival of humanity oh and then God. wormhole back to present day Riverdale. Oh God. Now I need next season of Riverdale to just straight up be um, Oh shit. What's the alien movie that Casper van Deen's and
1: starship soldiers
0: troopers. starship troopers. Yes. Yeah. I need next season of of Riverdale to just straight up be a Starship Troopers ripoff. That would be perfect. Can you I imagine a better use of that cast.
1: I haven't. Well, I, I only like consume that show through like the little bits that I like aggregator yeah. bots and things like that and, and other people talking about it. I love every time there's a weird period piece costume that I have no explanation for and 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 know that it's still Riverdale. Yeah, I love that. It's That's I, I
0: watched the first couple seasons and it's gone. So off the rails in terms of, like, anything that could reasonably be linked back to the original Archie comics at this point. Oh, my God.
1: No, we're... We are... We have gone through a kaleidoscope. We have gone through... It is so beyond. The particle separator of Willy Wonka, like, and been beamed from one side of the room to the other, but he didn't reconstitute... The chocolate bar did not reconstitute, and it turned into, like a strange performance art piece made of chocolate but it's like (laughs) it's like a deer being cut open and blood spilling out with like Jesus riding a whale like it's like a whole tableau
0: I'm pretty sure that's all everything you just referenced are all things that have been featured in in
1: Riverdale at this point Uh, we can't I can't say they haven't been and I think there's a credible argument to any possible thing you could tell me that's been in Riverdale you could start describing the plot to me of the adventures of Baron Munchausen and I'd be like sounds like Riverdale yeah you could you could tell me the plot of Threads and I'd be like wow Riverdale got dark this season <laughs> <laughs> because then it would be like a it was all a snow globe thing by the end of the right. season and we would see AJ KJ Apa holding an, a snow globe and be like it was all his imagination uh, and, and then th- they would just wipe the whole slate clean it would be yes. the twilight final battle
0: Boom! My biggest, my biggest hope for Riverdale is that it actually never ends and they just keep on replace. Like you can replace KJ Apa as Archie and just have nobody comment on it, and it mm-hmm. would work completely within the show. And then four seasons later, have someone be like, "It was never really Archie. It was never and really then, Archie." And then there's a whole new Archie. I would be on. You board could, you could that.
1: replace <laughs> Lily Reinhardt and be mm-hmm. like, "That's an alter ego." Yeah, who's here to stay? Lily Reinhardt is, in fact, has did. And that's another personality, and so Betty is a whole new person now. Yeah, one of her, one of her other interior selves has surfaced, and it will now be a star of the show.
0: Great stuff. Would I would watch all of this? Man, Riverdale is truly bananas.
1: Probably the craziest fucking show on TV. But yes, so it's KJ Apa for me is going to anchor the the Patrick Muldoon spot.
0: Love it. Love. It. I think that's a and great I just want to see Lashawna
1: Lynch fucking everywhere.
0: Right. Well, I, I kind of feel like you're just going to put LaShawna Lynch as your fantasy casting and everything right now is kind of where you're at emotionally yeah. and mentally. I mean,
1: she deserves a fucking Oscar nomination for The Woman King. So everybody mm-hmm. should be talking about LaShawna Lynch right now. If you're not talking about Megan, you should be talking about LaShawna Lynch. And if you're not talking about either of those, you should be talking about Babylon, a movie that I'm confident, I feel quite confident Amanda would hate and fully uh, assume she will never watch.
0: Oh, no, there's not a world in which. Yeah. No, no, no. And not like. The reason that I specifically hate it is specifically because I am not a fan, in general, of Damien Chazelle. So, sure, um, I just can't sign myself up for three hours of that. Like, That's I just say, I, 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 there's nothing fundamental. Like, everything else about it, in theory, like, yeah, that sounds like a time I would totally watch Margot Robbie be an absolutely just shit faced cokehead character. Why not? She's I, beauty and she's grace fantastic she'll snort coke off your face but uh, yeah it's just i don't that's
1: that's, the closest i would ever come to ingesting cocaine is is taking advantage of that opportunity
0: i you would you would absolutely you'd be like yes you can use me as whatever mirrored surface you need yep it's true yeah no 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 that was that's one that i'm skipping (laughs) yeah so then
1: what are the towering infernos you know ice spider.
0: What are you, how are you going on this? I feel like you're pretty hot on it.
1: I am. And, and like, you know, in the, in the, we, as we do grading it yeah, within its context, not compared to bigger, you know, more well-funded ice spiders
0: is a four for me. Okay. Ice spiders is a four for me. Excellent work in ice spiders. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually, I was like right around 3.75 to four. I was kind of on the fence. I'm going to put it at 4 just because I loved the green spider so much. Yeah. Give the really... green spider the
1: props. The 4 Green, spider green Spider's pulling it. it
0: up. I also really it, it, like this movie kind of had me from the opening sequence when the hunters are running from the spider and they very clearly just never bothered to add any sort of music into that sequence. No. Loved that. I loved sort of the rinky-dink vibe of it. And, you know, this I uh, the density of spider attacks and the weird acting choices, it all just kind of gelled for me in a way that I wasn't expecting. Yeah.
1: I yeah. I I came for the ice spiders and the ice spiders are what I got. That's true. And it let the it let the spiders be the star.
0: It's a great way to put it.
1: It let the spiders be the star of the show, which is crucial. Yeah.
0: That's what and which we so rarely get with these. Like they so often don't want to give us the density of disaster we deserve. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Yeah. No, they gave us they gave us nothing but ice spiders. What more can <laughs> yeah. ask for? So, in the mm-hmm. meantime, <clears throat> next week, um, and this is tentative,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I might update this. I don't know why I'm including all these caveats in here. I'm just going to cut it if it doesn't if it doesn't really pan <laughs> out. So next week, Jordan, we are joined now. Jordan, you and I have recently had we are engaged in a very very long process of recording one of the mega drafts yeah uh screen drafts Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um so next week which coincides
1: with me being horrible about not make not scheduling a time for this person to join us on screen drafts uh, on disaster girls for well over a year now i'm sure
0: oh yeah it's been a long time because he he also specifically mentioned me he's like we we've been doing this for like two years yep very long time absolutely right very long time Um, But we are going to be joined by the fantastic Clay Keller, Mm -hmm. um, the GM of screen drafts. Yes. And he is going to be joining us to talk about the classic film, Daylight. Yes. Uh, The Stephen, was it not Stephen Seagal, the uh, Sylvester Stallone, Amy Brenneman, Viggo Mortensen, just classic from 1996. Wow. No air, no escape, no time. That sounds harrowing it does indeed um and that is of course streamable on the services so you know rent it buy it find it however way you can (laughs) on the services yeah it'll be it's amazon it's all the usual suspects um i i love that 90s that 90s era sly
1: he's not a spring chicken anymore but he's in his like i feel like what we see now is like a seasoned Liam Neeson kind of era the 90s of of Stallone and Arnold I'm a big fan of
0: yeah yeah I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to Sly Stallone in a tunnel yeah Just and trapped water. in a tunnel and toxic waste what right. can right ask for then that I trifecta.
1: mean for for me little else and Amy Brenneman shouts out to Amy Brenneman thrilled to be yeah. talking about a movie with her in it she should be in more disaster movies and Viggo, God, he's gonna play a bad guy in this, isn't he?
0: Of course he is.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen, I know I've seen this, but God, it has probably you, been since my childhood. I'm
0: trying to think of if there's other than Lord, Lord of the Rings, any movie where Viggo Mortensen shows up and isn't <clears throat> inherently menacing. Well, like that Captain Fantastic movie. I don't know what that is. I think he
1: has like a family and they live off grid or something.
0: I mean, you know what? That's menacing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Hidalgo. Hidalgo. Know, uh, he was probably a good guy. I never saw Hidalgo. I don't know. It's I just I'm just saying when you think. Oh, right. But like when you think of Vigo Mortensen, <laughs> when Vigo Mortensen and his cheekbone show up like that's generally speaking a sign that something has gone horribly awry.
1: <laughs> and he's, I, like a, he's like a scars guard in that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, it might not be menacing, but most likely he's going to menace a little bit. And that good for him, as he should. Going back to his Texas Chainsaw Massacre roots. But, um, but yeah, so that will be our next one with Clay. And um, in the meantime, Jordan, where can we find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at JorCrew, J-O-R-C-R-U. J-O-R-C-R-U. Um, you should go see Megan if you haven't. And whether or not you have or have not, you should read my profile about Allison Williams.
0: Such a good profile, guys. On wire.com. Really really yes. It's... It was a great, great interview with me, with Megan, with with Allison. Thank you. I
1: appreciate that. Uh, she's one of my favorite public figures. She's 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 one of my favorite actors. I really like her. Um, And the profile is excellent. And uh, it's a surprising profile kind of thing. So go check it out. And then Feeling Scene Pod, as always, the Ots Pod, the Bot, Botcast, go into the archives. Check those out. Uh, Yeah. How about you, Amanda?
0: I'm, you know, on Twitter. Uh, I'm Amanda Smith says on Twitter. Um, and then of course we're disaster underscore pod on Twitter. That's where I'm at is yeah. one of those two places. Um, and then also, as I've mentioned multiple times, we have a podcast store now. We so we have can, merch. We have so much merch and I just kind of keep making more and more really ridiculous merch. So <laughs> if you want a shirt that has all of your favorite character actors from the core or all of your favorite character actors from Poseidon adventure, mm-hmm. if you, I'm, going to try and figure out how to make a shirt that says please stop killing uh, that says stop killing Shelly Winters with the mm-hmm. Poseidon Adventure logo on it I just I think that's great out. I just have to like figure out how to make that happen in a way that doesn't look totally crappy because I have zero graphic design skills right um but then you know you can get our podcast logo on shirts on all sorts of different things there's cups there's hats there's, a <laughs> there's beanie. cups there's mugs there's hats there's a beanie that I have been wearing in my house because my apartment is very cold and it is delightful. <laughs> you can get a shirt that says Doctor Lady Scientist on it. That's Don't you want important. a doctor. Yeah, you can get a shirt that says Disaster Dad, Disaster Diva. Mm-hmm, any number mm-hmm. of things. There's a lot of stuff on that site. I'm big fan of it. Um, most of my wardrobe now comes from entirely from our podcast website, <laughs> or, or merch store. And uh but yeah, give us if you guys have a few seconds, give us five star rating and review on any podcast service. Um, and we are disaster underscore pod, disastergirlspod at gmail.com. Um, am I getting anything? I think that's everything. I think that's everything. I think that's everything. Yeah. And we'll see y'all back next week for daylight. And, and for Clay. Finally, going to have Clay. Yes. Bye, guys. Huzzah, Clay. Um, so if you can, send me your audio.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Okay, and then I will get this up and.